0: Hello, and welcome to Human Becoming, a podcast about the fucking challenge of being human and being alive at this time. <sighs> to start and get all of the admin notes out of the way. This season of the podcast is sponsored by the Human Becoming School, which is where I teach and share knowledge about everything that I have learned on my journey of becoming human. <sighs> if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know one of the biggest things I've discovered on this human journey is embodiment. I lived most of my life feeling really disconnected from my body but not consciously being aware of that feeling and not consciously being aware of the fact that there was any disconnection happening between me and my body. It took some amazing healers and mentors and my own studies to realize that there was this huge disconnect between my head and my body, and that I'd learned to just be a little head human running around in my little head with my little thoughts, <laughs> not connected to my body at all. And when I learned to heal that wound of disconnection, my life changed in really beautiful ways. And my relationship to being alive changed in really profound ways. And so really one of the things that I want to offer humans at this time is embodiment and is a road back to embodiment. And in that vein, you can take the course Awakening the Sacred Body over at the Human Becoming School, which is really my foundations of embodiment, my intro to embodiment um, that will give you so many yummy, juicy practices to support you in deepening in connection to your body. And then the other uh, really exciting offering that is now available at the Human Becoming School is sacred pussy. Another thing that I really discovered on my Human Becoming journey is, and you likely have heard me speak about this, is that I was in the same way that I was disconnected from my body, but I had no idea that that disconnection was happening. I was disconnected from my pussy, and I had no idea that disconnection was happening. And I had to go through a long journey of healing the wound of pussy disconnection and reconnecting to my pussy. And reconnecting to my pussy actually taught me a lot about how this is the site of so much wisdom in my body, so much clarity. And it is also, I would say, the holder of my desires. I really believe in living a desire driven life. And I feel that our desires are some of the most godly things And so for me, this uh, this sacred pussy initiation, as I'm calling it, is really an initiation into reconnection with a part of your body that even ah, regardless of what you have experienced in this lifetime in connection to this part of your body, your ancestors, right? All of our ancestors for thousands of years have been met with violence. Have been met with shame, have been met with fear, have been met with disgust because of this part of their body. So it's a much bigger story than just this lifetime for you or I. And Sacred Pussy is really reconnecting you to your pussy so that you can heal that wound of pussy disconnection for yourself and your ancestors and your descendants. (sighs) Breathe. Really, I feel very strongly about this offering, um, and I think it will really support you in your journey if you have a pussy. And so in for the next six days, is it, until the, the full moon in Libra, uh, you can buy sacred pussy for 50% off if you use the code PUSSYWISDOM, all uppercase. Uh, and I hope you will take me up on that offer because I really, really believe that this can transform your life. Without further ado, we are going to get into the topic of today's episode, which is disappointment in love. And I was sitting and thinking about what, what, what to talk about today. And really the thing that feels so alive for me, because whenever I'm showing up here in this container, I'm bringing something that's feeling really alive in my life and using that as the jumping off point. The thing that feels so alive for me right now is disappointment. I feel so much disappointment. I feel so much disappointment in love I feel so much disappointment in my connections with other people. I feel so much disappointment in the decisions and the choices that I've made. I feel so disappointed in the art that I create. I feel so disappointed in the life I've chosen to live. I feel so disappointed in myself. I just feel so much big disappointment. And I'm really working on surrendering to all of those big feelings of disappointment. Um, I feel disappointed in human becoming. I feel disappointed in, ah, the world. I feel disappointed in my community. I feel just big, massive disappointment, disappointment, disappointed. I'm disappointed with everything. I'm so fucking disappointed. (sighs) And I want to bring these big feelings of disappointment in because there's some shame attached to that for me. Like, I'm not supposed to tell the listeners that I'm disappointed with the podcast. I'm not supposed to tell them that I'm disappointed with my business. I'm not supposed to tell them that I'm disappointed with the school. I'm not supposed to tell them that I'm disappointed with my own relationships. I'm not supposed to tell them that I'm disappointed with my friendships. I'm not supposed to tell them that I'm disappointed with what the money I'm making, with the... Uh, people I'm dating with the loves I'm seeing with you know And I think part of that is this um, conf- there's this confusion that happens in my brain where I always have to remind myself that like I'm not an influencer and not in a not in the disparaging like you're not who do you think you are? you're not an influencer. but like genuinely, I'm not a, and let's say a mainstream influencer, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to sell a lifestyle that I want y'all to buy into. And it, it's like complicated because at the same time, I kind of am. I'm selling the lifestyle of being fucking embodied and living authentically and freely. You know, in some ways, I am, everything is sales. So, you know, and we're always being sold to, sold ideas, sold, you know, it's not just about the monetary exchange, but in some ways I am selling that. And then I suppose when I think that I'm selling that, when I think that I'm selling a lifestyle of freedom and authenticity and embodiment, then I start to think, oh, fuck. But if I say I'm disappointed with my business, with the Human Becoming podcast, with the money I'm making, with the friends I have, with my family, with the place I live. If I say that I'm disappointed with all of those things, I'm like, how am I selling the lifestyle of freedom, authenticity, love, embodiment, blah, 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 blah. Oh, there's a huge part of my consciousness that's like boring. That's so boring. <laughs> so then this weird thing happens where like, oh, okay. So I only show up in gratitude, huh? Like I only show up in, oh my God, I'm just so grateful. Everything is so amazing. I love my life so much. (sighs) But what about when that's not true? I don't want to live a life where I'm only allowed to feel those emotions. I wanted to call them flat, but let me not disrespect gratitude. Uh, I don't want to live a life where I'm only allowed to be in, I've said this many times, the love and the light, like I'm only allowed to be in everything is perfect and exactly as it should be. And I'm eternally grateful for everything that is because at one level, my consciousness is holding that for me. There is a part of my soul that is always, I mean, I am God as you are. There then surely are God selves. Are uh, always in touch with the fact that everything is perfect and exactly as it needs to be, or just simply exactly as it is. It is. It is. It is. And so it is. And that's it. It is. It is God. It is perfect. You know, there is a part of our consciousness always holding on to that. So well, uh, well, then I'm going to let other parts of my consciousness dwell in disappointment and frustration, and I'm feeling so much disappointment in love. And I bring all this up because one, I want us to normalize just being disappointed and not feeling shame. Like, I think it is also part of social media culture that we have to show up online, this being online, Instagram, whatever. We have to show up in in public ways and we have to present one image of ourselves that everything is just lovely. Everything's amazing. Love it, you know? And then the times when we're like, no, I'm disappointed. I want to be making a million dollars a year and I'm not making a million dollars a year and I'm disappointed or, (laughs) you know, I'm disappointed. I want 10 lovers who are doting on my every need, you know, every minute of the day. And I don't have those 10 lovers constantly around me. And I want 10 lovers who are never going to disappoint me, which is impossible. Um, And I don't have those so I'm disappointed. And (laughs) you know what I mean? I could go on and on and on about my huge list of disappointments. Um, I had to make a really big decision recently. And regardless of the decision I made, I was going to be disappointed. Regardless, both outcomes, disappointing in one way or another. So which disappointment am I going to sit with, you know? Just disappointment, disappointment, and I want to name all those things that I'm disappointed by because there's no shame in feeling disappointment. There's no shame in feeling disappointment. There's no shame in 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 saying that we're disappointed with our lives in some way. And and I always like I want to hold this nuance because there are many times where I am authentically like weeping with gratitude because I love my life so much both can be true. (laughs) And because emotions move, you know, last week I was weeping with gratitude and this week I'm weeping with despair, you know, like (laughs) that's life. Something just moved in the room. Um, but that's life, you know, um, that there's always going to be room for all of these different things, all of these different emotions, all of these different big feelings. And for me, my big feeling right now is disappointment meant. And then the shame that, oh well then people are gonna people are gonna know the big secret. People are gonna know the big secret that I don't live a perfect life, you know? <laughs> People are gonna know the big secret that I don't live a perfect life where I'm perfectly enlightened and never suffering and always grateful. People are gonna know the big secret you know um where I'm not always holding on to my wisdom and where I'm human and where I'm doubting and where I'm angry at God. People are gonna know the big secret that I'm a imperfect fucking flawed human you know I think that's where so much of the shame comes in is like if i'm if I'm stepping up in my role as teacher, coach, um, and, you know, in time, I mean, really, I see myself in this lifetime as a spiritual leader and eventually uh, really forming an alternative spiritual community for people who want to meet God. But knowing that those are all things in my path, you know, taking up a role of leadership is, I know, important to me in this lifetime. Um, and and that's scary too because you know fuck uh, holding that much responsibility and and really holding loving containers for so many people which is something that I do yearn for to hold point for, you know, this energy of transformation for thousands of humans. That's a hell of a lot of responsibility. It's so much fucking responsibility. Some days I'm sick. I'm like, I do not want to take on that responsibility. That sucks. That's disgusting disgusting. I hate it. I hate taking responsibility for my life. I hate taking responsibility for choices that I make. I hate it. I don't want to be responsible. And that's where, you know, my eternally kinky self is like, well, we could be trapped and powerless and helpless, and then we wouldn't have to take responsibility. How about that? But when we do the shadow work and I've done a lot of shadow work on my desire to be trapped and helpless and powerless because it represents a kind of freedom from responsibility for me, you know, then, then that option isn't as compelling to me as it once was. And I'm interested in really knowing God's will for me and having the power to carry it out. That is actually the thing that is most important to me right now in my life is knowing God's will. And unifying my will with God's will so that our will is one. That is my biggest fucking goal. I'm like, fuck God, it's too much. (laughs) It's too much. I don't want to be in control of all of this. And I'm not in control of it. So I want to surrender and I want to let go of the illusion of control. And I just want to know your fucking will for me (laughs) so that I can carry it out. I'll be a good sub. Like, please, (laughs) I'm begging you. Anyway. My little sub-beg to um, daddy dom-god aside. (sighs) You know, I don't know where I was in that rant, but (laughs) life is disappointing. You know, life is hard, life is disappointing, life is suffering. (laughs) And part of where I struggle in stepping into the role of coach and, and taking up holding more of a leadership position you know, because that's a lot of where I'm moving towards now. There's this sense that then I have to be perfect. How can I how can I be a coach? How can I be a leader? How can I be a how, how can I how can I hold space for so many people if I'm not perfect? You know, at which God laughs. <laughs> Um, because I'm never going to be perfect, and we don't have to be perfect to be of service to other people. Many people in this world have been of deep, profound service to humanity, and they have not been perfect. Far from it. They have been flawed humans. We are all flawed humans. The Buddha abandoned his wife and child. (laughs) You know, like, Jesus had a lot of anger Love that about him. For me, that makes him more perfect, you know, ripping up that temple, (laughs) saying, What the fuck is all of this? Throwing the tables, flipping the tables, you know, not being perfect, at least in how this iteration of society understands it. And especially in spiritual perfection, I think there's this idea that one will be perfectly just, "Mm." it's this idea I've spoken about in the past of presence and presence just being this, like, I'm here. And everything is as it needs to be, la, 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 with like that tone and that energy, you know? And it's like, sometimes I'm in my, fuck this, I'm Jesus flipping tables mode. And sometimes I'm in my, I'm the Buddha (laughs) abandoning my wife and family and choosing my own path of spiritual actualization over other people's hurt feelings. You know, like, that's kind of what the Buddha said is, I mean, he didn't say that, but, you know, it's like, that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, I'm I'm valuing my own spiritual journey over my connections to these other people. They were probably disappointed as fuck by that decision. <laughs> you know, they were probably disappointed as fuck. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I think there's something there's something in there for me about learning that i don't have to be perfect to be of service and to guide other people in their journeys which is deeply important to me that i can still be my flawed fucked up disappointed with god human self you know and for me there's been a really important lesson this week around if i'm if in order to live my purpose am i willing to disappoint people I'll say that again for you. In order to live my purpose, am I willing to disappoint people? Because if you're a recovering people pleaser like me, the idea of, of of the idea of disappointing people is like, it's awful. It hurts. It sucks. You know, it really does. It sucks. <sighs> I hate disappointing people. In this decision that I had to make this week, I knew I was going to disappoint. I was going to disappoint people regardless of what decision I make, you know. But I had to choose, like, what's going to be more disappointing to me. I had to choose myself. And kind of the little thing I want to leave you about love this week is that love is disappointing, oh, right now I'm so disappointed in love. My God, I'm just like, you don't love me enough, God. I don't feel your love. You've abandoned me. I hate you. That's, you know, kind of the the mood I'm in. But when it comes to love and being in relationship with other humans, disappointment will always come up. I'm sure maybe there were some of Jesus' friends, family, who were like, dude, dude, really? You're going to go on this whole thing and get crucified and da 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 We want to stay in connection with you. We want you to stay alive. We want you to whatever, <laughs> you know? Um... Cause think about that. Think about if you just really deeply loved someone, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all these really hectic things, um, and I'm gonna be killed for it," you know? Cause I'm sorry, I'm sick, so I might sound a bit nasally, but not sorry. But yeah, I am sick, <laughs> and so I might sound a bit nasally. But you know, there are probably people that Jesus disappointed. There are definitely people that the Buddha disappointed. He is, he's he's his son, you he, he know, his child. Who knows where that ancestral wounding has gone? <laughs> Maybe for for centuries that ancestral wounding of abandonment has just played out in that family system because the Buddha decided to seek enlightenment and change the world. Yeah. I mean, fuck. We're always going to disappoint people. Especially if we commit to the highest mm, highest expression of our purpose and of God's will. If we commit to embodying the highest expression of God's will, we will disappoint other human beings. We just will. We just will. We'll just be huge fucking disappointments. Colossal disappointments. We'll just be big puddles of disappointment waiting to happen. That's something I've been saying to my clients recently, that I'm the most disappointing person you'll ever meet. (laughs) I'm so disappointing. I'm going to disappoint you all the freaking time. Because here's the thing to bring it back to love. I mean, this is all love. Everything is love. So we're always speaking about love. But to bring it back to love more explicitly, if we are in connection with other people and we commit to being the highest expression of who we are, we will disappoint them. Especially if we commit to being the highest expression of who we are, we will disappoint them. When we commit to being lower expressions of who we are, our people-pleasing selves, you know, our, let me just make this person happy, we'll still disappoint them. We might disappoint them less, (laughs) you know and that's i want you to see like if you're if you're dealing with that little pattern you know of like i have to make sure the people around me are happy i can't disappoint them you're disappointing yourself one you're disappointing your soul who's like boring that is so boring the choices that you're making right now so boring i don't mean to bully you i just think sometimes we need to bring in some soulful tough love which is like it it doesn't mean the decisions you're making are bad, but I think when you're not living your highest truth and, and you're not living in your highest expression, there's a part of your soul that's so fucking bored. And that's been coming up for me in all of this disappointment is that there is a part of my soul that's just fucking bored, that's looking at my life and how I've played it safe and is like, that's so boring. You know, my soul is looking at my life and where I haven't honored my desires or have been too afraid to even know them. And my soul is saying, boring, my God, bored. This is literally my soul sitting like, (laughs) okay, let me know when you're deciding to live. (laughs) But it's so interesting how we will, you know, we'd rather sometimes disappoint our souls and ourselves than disappoint other people. And I suppose I just want to give you that little that little nugget this week is that if you commit to being the highest expression of yourself which if you're here and you're listening to this podcast I believe you are deeply committed to being the highest expression of yourself and you're committed to being the highest expression of I would say God's will what I really mean is your purpose right you're you're committed to living that out at its highest expression at its highest timeline and if you do that, which is very brave and courageous of you, if you do that, you will disappoint so many people, so many people who would be better served by, you know, at least their egos would be better served, not necessarily their souls, but they will would feel better served if you still played it small if you committed to not disappointing them maybe they'd feel better served uh and if you committed to people pleasing for them they'd feel better served you know there are so many ways that you're just going to be a huge fucking disappointment you are so you are such a disappointment ah uh, and i think that's a really good thing i think the more disappointing you can be the better Fuck. I think the most loving thing we can actually do is be disappointing. I think the most loving thing we can do is be disappointing. Why? Because it means we're being ourselves. And what is the thing that frees other people most? Is us being ourselves and them learning that they can be themselves too. Right? Like when we can become the embodiment, the beacon of what... Our purpose is what we came here to anchor and embody and create in the world and offer the world. When we become that at the highest expression, that's when we're of real service. You know, we think we're of service um, when we're in our lower selves, but we're actually just in service to other people's egos. We're not in service to their souls because to be in service to their souls would mean disappointing them, making them uncomfortable you know, really showing up in love. For me, allowing ourselves to disappoint others is showing up in love for us and for them. And it opens up a kind of intimacy that when we are being people pleasers and when we're playing it small and when we're not wanting to disappoint other people, we... we lose... I lost, my, I, I lost my train of thought there. Um, my brain went off to little ad things in my life. And I said, Ugh, come on, let's get back. Um, but sometimes the most loving thing we can do is disappoint other people. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's the most loving thing we can do. I want to be far more disappointing in my life. I want to open myself up to experience the hot sensations of experiencing other people's disappointment, right? Because to to disappoint others often is to choose ourselves. You know, when I said, I say this on the podcast, like, um, whenever we, when, when, um, When we'll avoid something at all costs, the cost is to ourselves, right? When we avoid disappointing people at all costs, the cost is to ourselves. When we open ourselves up to be ourselves and experience people's disappointment in us being ourselves, we can truly know love and intimacy. Because that allows our true self to meet the true self of another. It allows the face behind our mask to meet the face behind their mask and that faces God, right? When we are able to be the highest expressions of ourselves and risk disappointing others, knowing that we will, we can allow ourselves to fully embody God and God's will. And I hope you, I mean, y'all know when I say God, I mean the universe, the cosmos, all that is consciousness, la, 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 la. You know, and then we free them up. We free our beloved, the person that we love, to meet us as God. And we free ourselves up to meet them as God, right? It it frees us up from codependency, from all of these icky, icky things, from people pleasing. It frees us up to be ourselves. When we can accept that disappointment is part of love, we're freed up to be ourselves. So love is disappointing, and humans are disappointing, and life is disappointing. And you're not bad or wrong for being disappointed. (sighs) If you can sit with your experiences of disappointment, I think you will be a (sighs) more complete and whole human for it. And so I hope that you can sit with the disappointing nature of love and connection and intimacy and humanness. Being human, there go my sinuses, being human is disappointing. I hope that frees you to know that that is just true. And that's it for today, folks. I think I'm going to go and sit in my disappointment and cry about it and sulk some more. So I love you. And I hope you have a blessed day. And I hope you take good care of yourself. Ta-ta-ta-chow. Whatever the kids say. Goodbye.